Welcome to Stories of COVID, the interview project that explores what it's like to experience a global pandemic. I never thought I would see this in my lifetime. It is scary and it's very real, but it's not hopeless. As I said, I changed three planes. None of them were wearing any gloves or masks. I've never seen so much support for freelancers or artists in the in the media um, as I have now. They both laid me off from just the advent of the, the outbreak. I'm anthropologist and author Veronica Kieran, and I am building an interview archive of stories and anecdotes that define this time in history to write a book preserving this experience for future generations. If you'd like to help preserve this moment in history for future generations, check out the show notes to sign up for an interview. Sneha lives in Kathmandu, Nepal. She describes what COVID-19 looks like in a country that is defined as third world and how community is extremely disrupted without the usual gathering places available. I was in Kathmandu when I first heard about it. I first recalled that uh, during uh, Chinese New Year and English New Year. So in Nepal, we also have our own New Year. So during the English New Year, uh, there uh, a certain part of China was going into lockdown because they were finding some pneumonia-like um, symptoms in few people, and it looks like it's quite trans, you know, communicable. So yeah. The first uh, thing is we I live in the part of the world that is considered to be third world. So usually whenever these kind of things happen, we are in our toes because if anything happens, we don't have resources to combat it. So we have to be a little bit cautious. So we were starting like the parties during the New Year's at cut down, but we didn't think that it was as communicable as it is. It turned out to be, but we were keeping a close eye on it. Uh, in Nepal, we only have 57 um, records cases so we are doing okay but um, we are in lockdown like complete curfew like lockdown since 38 days so I think that also has contributed to it you're not allowed to go out even essentials you're only allowed to buy in certain time frame like from the morning till uh, morning uh, till I think 10 o'clock and then in the evening 5 to I think 7 is when we can get our groceries, but um, uh, the culture here in Nepal is slightly different. So we eat a lot of rice and lentils. So we have kind of stocks of those already. So we only have to get our veggies and our day to like easily perishable food more often. But I think almost all the houses are stocked. It has uh, affected my business uh, quite a bit because I have a lot of orders, but I'm not allowed to deliver them because only uh, very essential things are uh, allowed to move in and around the city or even outside Kathmandu. So I have a lot of backlogs when it comes to my business. 
one thing about um, you know in Nepal, it's a very closed economy so far, and so uh, we are already seeing people uh, like slowly. One month was easier because people were stocked. Uh, we we had food and everything, but now even to spend money, uh, you are not allowed to go to banks. So you can't actually like uh, online banking is very rare here. So people are getting very choosy with how they spend. So you already see the trend in spending culture is slightly shifting and people getting more cautious that's first thing that i notice because i also own a business second thing is that people are getting very 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 cautious especially people who are a little bit aged or people with young children you can see them panicking a bit you know in your day-to-day -day life too you can see your neighbors panicking or your grands panicking so that's there luckily the new session was to start from this month uh, so children were having holidays during this pandemic time especially when we started the lockdown so uh, many of the schools like primary and secondary school they uh, did their um, year-end examinations and this is the vacation and they're about to join their school so many schools are integrating the zoom classes now so that's how they're managing and homeschooling your own kids. It's another way that you're getting through. And I think the schools are working together with their teachers to impart education in this part. In Kathmandu and in the towns, yes, it is. Uh, sometimes we have a lot of network issues and that's because of a lot of construction that's happening during the day. And, um, but uh, I think the major hit is going to be taken by tier B towns and the areas and TRCs are like completely dislocated. So those two are going to get the highest hit of education, lack of education. The things that were supposed to happen down the line slowly and gradually in the next five to 10 years are now accelerated. For example, a lot of online courses, they were getting their foothold, but you know, it was a very gradual process we were getting our skills we would get the certifications but we would not choose them as uh, in comparison to brick and mortar places but that has changed uh, the payment in uh, this part of the world where we relied heavily on uh, money you know now we have gone to electronics slowly we are shifting towards that and even that has been we are really thankful for this pandemic on one case because it was very difficult for us to convince our central government that you know we have to have our online banking in place and you know it has to be the um, way forward but now uh, we don't have an option. So I think technology has actually made many things much easier and things that would have only happened in the next decade ha has started gaining momentum now. Where my house is located, there is this a little bit uh, like around 500 meters from here. Um, there is this place where people come to fill their water. Not that we don't get water supplies, but the water is, uh, there is like kind of a spring and water is very tasty and they have been treated so many times. So you used to see families actually walking in the street to get that water every evening. And that's when a lot of people met their neighbors, spoke with them, 
had conversations and you'd know uh, who is going to which school and what is happening in certain school what is the score they got or who was winning uh, in their football match and everything else so it was a place where you know the route was the place where if you'd walk in the evening you'll get to um, know all of your neighbors and what they're up to in their life and it actually made you part of the community now i have seen that you know people are like people that grew up in front of us you know the kids that were playing next door now are scared approaching in their neighbors let alone strangers so you know stranger danger has gotten a whole different um, definition <laughs> and um another thing is that you know we have a kind of people live nearby and you go there in the evening it's just like it's much more social in a different way and i myself my grands uh, she stays around 200 meter and i have not seen her in a week's time because you know if we think that someone in our near our house is not feeling well even we get terrified and we just don't want to take anything even if it's a normal flu over to her place because you know you, the distance has become the way of showing how much you love rather than being close and being together so i think that's what the polaroid picture looks like i think if you take a picture right now instead of people you know being together and making faces you'd see no one in the picture because no one is there my grandfather and grandmother they just live like around a couple of blocks away and uh, I used to go every evening, you know, just to check in how they are doing and everything. And I have not, I call them once in a while, but you see like your, my grandfather complaining that he cannot even go to uh, his regular fruit vendor to meet with his friends and to talk about what's happening. You know, we have a very uh, tea um, shop culture that that's what we say in typical Nepali, we say chia pasal. You know, chia means tea and pastel means shop. So we say that all the political things, all the revolutions, they start at a very small tea shop by the road. And people come and discuss everything from their, uh, you know, day-to-day -day struggles to the, what's happening in the global uh, politics, who said what in the politics, who said what in the Twitter, everything is discussed there. And right now, those are the most abandoned places. You know, it's like haunted house out there. Thank you for listening. Subscribe so that you don't miss an interview. I interview multiple people a week and I am releasing these episodes as fast as I can. And if this story meant something to you, share it because it will probably mean something to someone else. Every time you share the project, it helps the project grow. So thank you. Until next time, stay safe, stay well.